Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Recorded live. A call to anguish. Would you open your Bibles to the first chapter of Nehemiah, please? Nehemiah, the first chapter. And would you please just leave that open on your lap? We'll get to it in the course of my message tonight. I I would have a hard time preaching this if I... I believe my own flesh telling me that I, I... preach too much of a heavy message. <clears throat> there have been times I've been to the Lord in the past months saying, Lord, can't you get me a happy... <laughs> now, God may be speaking to me This may not be for you. But it's a call to anguish. Lord, if you don't help me, I can't get through this. I can't. Lord, I'm too old for games. Foolishness. And I'm tired of rhetoric, meaningless rhetoric that never changes things. Lord, just help me. Folks, I'm tired of hearing about revival. I'm tired of hearing about awakenings. It blacks me out for the Holy Spirit. I've heard that rhetoric for 50 years. Just rhetoric. No meaning whatsoever. I'm tired 
is hearing about people in the church who say they want their unscathed loved ones saved. I'm tired of hearing people say I'm concerned about my troubled marriage. Where does this talk? Rhetoric. I don't want to hear any more talk about how immoral America has become, how godless our society, how corrupt our business. I'm tired of hearing about Islam taking control and Christians losing power. How dead the church has become because that too is rhetoric. Meaningless. Away with all of our out conferences because they accomplish nothing. It's how to cope, how to build a bigger church, how to reach the lost, how to improve your people skills, and how to impact the world in this computer time. And I look at the whole religious scene today. And all I see are the inventions and ministries of man and flesh. It's mostly powerless. It has no impact on the world. And I see more of the world coming into the church and impacting the church rather than the church impacting the world. I see the music taking over the house of God. I see entertainment taking over the house of God. An obsession with entertainment in God's house, a hatred of correction and a hatred of reproof. Nobody wants to hear it anymore. Tell me now, how many churches have you visited recently? How many churches do you know where when you walk in, the Holy Ghost is so strong that every one of your sins are brought up before your face in the loving grace of God? When is the last time you've been to church where you've seen young people under such conviction because the people of God have been on their face? And there's such a concern and there's such an agony that young people are falling on their faces and calling on God because a spirit of conviction is called down from heaven upon them? How many churches have you been lately where you... Here a word comes forth that so burns in your soul. You know it comes from heaven. You know it comes from the heart of God. I hope you hear it here. Whatever happened to anguish in the house of God? Whatever happened to anguish in the ministry? It's a word you don't hear in this tempered age. You don't hear it. Anguish means extreme pain and distress. The emotion so stirred that it becomes painful. And you deeply felt inner pain because of conditions about you, in you or around you. Anguish, deep pain, deep sorrow. Anything in God's heart. We've held on to our religious rhetoric and our revival talk, but we've become so passive. Our so-called awakenings, our stirrings, last but a short time, 
and when the last when the short-lived revivings and awakenings come from that hand of God, they are so short-lived, and in those times we promise God we'll never return to our passivity, that it's not long, it's just weeks or months, and we're back, and this time we step further back into passivity than when we started. I speak from experience. And we say, this time, oh God, you've touched me for life. I'll never be the same. And it's like fireworks. A loud bang and a lot of noise, and then it dies. All true passion is born out of anguish. All true passion for Christ comes out of a baptism of anguish. You search the scripture and you'll find that when God determined to recover a ruined situation, he would seek out a praying man and he'd take him down into the waters of anguish. He would share his own anguish for what God saw happening to his church and to his people. And he would find a praying man and he would take that man and literally baptize him in anguish. You find it in the book of Nehemiah. Jerusalem is in ruins. This is the center of God's interest on earth at the time. This is holy city and it's wasted and it's full of iniquity. Mixed marriages with the heathen. They were enslaving their own people, making slaves out of the poor. The house of God was polluted with filth. The high priest was in league with Tobiah, even reprobate. And how is God going to deal with this? How is God going to restore the ruin? How does he do it? What does he do? You see, we face a similar situation, except ours is many times worse. The time when men, according to the prophecy of Jesus, wax worse and worse, and that is happening. The church that's defiled with pedophilia, child molestation, incest, adultery, a nation in a moral landslide is inundated with pornographic filth that the whole world blushes at. And now out of con film festivals, according to the New York Times, there's a new movie about the hit the shore of the United States with 13, 14-year-old kids having unspeakable kinds of sex with adults. And they said at the con film festival, it's the most Festival that we have not only pushed the envelope, we've gone over the edge. And America's now right for it. The royal, the ruin and moral chaos disrupting the house of God also. How else to explain the multiplied numbers of Christians? Go home and watch 
HBO uh, program I've never seen. I don't have television, but I read about it in the newspaper today in the New York Times called The Sopranos. This is a mafia bunch that kill and murder and maim. That to the sex. Verse 4, when I heard the words, I sat down and wept, 
and mourned certain days and fasted and prayed before the God of heaven. You see, God found a praying man, and he takes him down into the waters of baptism of anguish. This man goes down into anguish. And in verse 6, I prayed before thee now, day and night, confessing the sins of the children of Israel, which we have sinned against thee. Both I and my father have sinned. Now, folks, Nehemiah was not a preacher. He was a career man. He was his accused cupbearer. He was in comfort. He was in royalty. He had made, so to speak. This was a praying man. And God found a man who would not just have a flash of emotion, not just some great, some burst of concern to let it die. He said, no, I broke down. And I wept, and I mourned, and I fasted. And then I began to pray night and day. When I heard, I wept. Why didn't his brother, the lady, why didn't these other men, who apparently were godly men, because later the name was given the rule of the city, why didn't they have an answer? Why didn't God use them in restoration? Why didn't they have a word? Because there was no sign of anguish. No weeping. Not a word of prayer. It's all ruined. So they could see. Does it matter to you today? Does it matter to you at all that God's spiritual Jerusalem, the church, is now married to the world? There's such a coldness sweeping the land. So many people I know that were my friends, and I see them go one by one, the husbands and wives into such passivity, going to churches where they can find smooth messages, no longer wanting to hear anything of rap or correction. Some of my closest friends, I see them falling by the wayside, and he's saying, is the crisis and nothing to you? Closer than that, does it matter about the Jerusalem that is in our own hearts? The sight of room that's slowly draining spirits of power and passion, blind to lukewarmness, blind to the midst of this keeping in. You see, when spiritual blindness comes, very few recognize it. It's the last recognized thing that happens to a child of God. If I, as a pastor, knew you personally, and I was watching your life, and as one of the pastors church, I come to you and say, I, I, I love you, but I have to tell you the truth. You're changing. Given what you were, 
Something in the world has gotten in your heart. I don't know if it's television. I don't know what it is that has your heart, but I see changes in you. I, I don't focus. I don't see the compassion you had once for your family. I don't see concern for your unsaved loved ones. You're changing. Little by little, something's happening to you. Would it bring you to your knees when the ruin that you are not even aware of is suddenly brought before your eyes? And to tell you the truth, I thank God for the anointing and the singing tonight. I thank God for the praises that came from so many sanctified hearts living in covenant with the Lord. But the truth of the matter is, in all honesty, there are numbers among us that are changing, and they don't know it. You've lost your fight. You see, when you're, when you're reading the book of Joshua, it's almost a book of failure, because they lost their heart. They lost their fight. That's all the devil wants to do is get the fight out of you and kill it. So you won't labor in prayer anymore. You won't wait before God anymore. You can sit and watch television in your family go to hell. Let me ask you, is what I just said convicted you at all? Did you just let it go in one ear out the other? When a pastor tells you right now, hey, and I don't know who you are, but the Holy Ghost is speaking through me. You're changing. Little by little, you're losing the love of God, the love of Christ. Little by little, these things are making inroads. Folks, why do you think your pastors cry out against television? Do you think we get any pleasure out of the flesh? There's no pleasure in somebody coming and saying, I heard your message and I threw him on that television. That doesn't give me any pleasure. That doesn't give any pastor pleasure. We have given it up because we watch your soul. These things, I don't know where it is on the job, things we listen to, these things that creep in and suddenly this Jerusalem, the walls go down. Does it really matter to you that your unsaved loved ones are dying and we're getting closer and closer to the end? Does it really concern you? They could die and go to hell. Even though you're a lover of Christ. Where's the anguish? Where are the tears? Where's the mourning? Where, where's the fasting? Now, many of you fast, many of you pray, broken before the Lord. I'm talking about the body of Jesus Christ in general. Where's the getting up in the middle of the night? You see, he said, night and day, I began to pray. Where's the confessing of your sins and of your children? Confessing your children's sins before the 
mark on your least sin before God because this is exactly what Nehemiah does. He confesses his sins and the sins of all the people. And then he says, we have I have sinned. And then he said, we have sinned. See, when Nehemiah heard of the ruin and destruction, he never asked why. Why can a holy, just God allow his city to go to ruin? Why were so many dispersed? Why were so many killed and murdered? He didn't ask the question that we're asking in America today. Why did God allow the towers to fall and over 2,000 people die in the, in the uh, affair, in the crash? How could a loving God, and folks, just I, I share what Pastor Carter said today, the holy anger that arises in my heart when I hear preachers on television or, or on radio or hear that they said on television, Oh, God had nothing to do with it. God had nothing to do with it. Don't put it on God. Once you go to Daniel 9, and I want to once and for all tell you that this was God allowing America to be weakened. God didn't do it. He didn't stop the plans of the enemy because he had a greater purpose because it was love for America that was about to slip into everlasting hell. I'm going to lower my voice so you won't think I'm angry. Daniel, ninth chapter, verse 5, beginning to read, we have sinned and have committed iniquity, they've done wickedly. Could you say that about America? And we have rebelled even by departing from thy precepts and from thy judgments. Neither have we hearkened to the service of the prophets which spake in the name of in thy name to our kings, our princes, and our followers, and all the people in. In other words, the government has been warred by righteous men. O Lord, righteousness belongeth unto thee, but unto us confusion of faces is at this day. Men of Jude and the inhabitants of Jerusalem, all Israel that are near, that are far off, through all the countries whither thou hast driven to be cause of their trespass, they have trespassed against thee. O Lord, to us belong the confusion of face, to our kings, to our princes, our fathers, because we have sinned against thee. Why? Because we have sinned against thee. To the Lord our God belongeth mercies, forgiveness, though we rebelled against him. Neither have we obeyed the voice of the Lord our God to walk in his laws, which he set before us by his servants the prophets. They all Israel have transgressed the law even by departing, that they might not obey thy voice. Therefore, the curse is poured upon us, and the oath that is written in the law of Moses, law of Moses, the servant of God, because we have sinned against him, and he hath confirmed his words, which he spake against us and against our judges and justice, by bringing upon us a great evil, or upon the whole for under the whole heaven hath not been done, has been, has been done upon Jerusalem. Verse 14, Therefore hath the Lord watched upon the evil and brought it upon us. 
For the Lord our God is righteous in all his works which he doeth. For we, what? Obey not his voice. Yep, we obey not his voice. Well, what do you do about it? Good morning, family and friends. Good morning. I love Dave Wilkerson, and uh, I believe that that is the message that we are living today, that men don't want to obey the gospel. The Bible, it tells us that this is the way and to follow it. But men choose all types of direction that they choose to want to follow. But that's man's choice. Hallelujah. Amen. Let us get in here and get our morning started. God bless you. I guess I had needed a vacation or something. I still haven't had one, but there ain't no vacation in the gospel. You got to live it every day, everywhere you go. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Ah, Heavenly Father, I thank you this morning for the strength you have given us this morning. We want to follow forward back into you. We thank you this morning for keeping us, Father, from all hurt, harm, and danger. We thank you for watching over us all last night. Thank you, Father, last night, late in our early morning rise. We thank you for your people this morning that has gathered all around. We pray for those, God, that is with you, those that is coming into the fold and coming into the light. We pray for our people's eyes to be open, Father, that they may understand that this is the book and the rock of ages, and that, Father, you desire to show us our faults. Help me, Lord, to be able to uh, give the word according to the way you have given it unto us, that we may abide by it and apply it to our lives and live, is my prayer this morning. The Lord, we call on the north, south, east, and west to be partaker and hearer and doers of this word. We ask in the most high God, in the mighty name of Jesus, the Son, hallelujah, amen. Excuse me again. Good morning, family and friends. Let's go into our opening scripture. The Spirit of the Lord God has won me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the broken hearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to those who are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, to console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, the all of joy, for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they may be called the trees of righteousness, planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. Thank you, Father, for the word this morning. Amen. The Lord wants to be glorified, and the only way we can glorify the Lord is through this book. Hallelujah. It gives us the instruction. 
and the know-how upon knowing how to come into the things that he has spoken to us concerning. Hallelujah. Amen. I thank him this morning for his orchestration. He's, he's a very good organizer and orchestrator. He know how when. He knows where and what this morning. I'm so glad. Hallelujah. That trouble don't last always. Hallelujah. But there's trouble in our city this morning, in our country. Amen. In the White House, trouble is everywhere. And sin, much too abound. And we, the people of God, we have to stop somewhere and begin to take a look at where we at, where we come from, and how we got here. Where we at, where we come from, and where do we, and how do we get here? How do we get to where we at? That's the question we should ask ourselves. Where are we? And how do we get where we at? If we can ask ourselves those questions this morning, it all would lead you back to in the beginning. Of course, if you don't know the word, it's understandable. But you need to go back to Genesis and find out what happened for us, to us, from who in the beginning. And as we would do that, that would lead us to thinking, lead us, I pray, that our eyes would be open enough to understand that if the prophets of old and the apostle of old were speaking to us back in those days and time, were speaking to us, trying to get us to understand that there's a right way and a wrong way that we've been doing things. Good morning. Good morning. Bless you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord, man of God. Yes, yes, yes. And if we would examine ourselves, you know, I'm I'm so hurt to see my people go astray the way they have been going and yet have no remorse for the things that we're doing and saying. And as I look and I think about Nehemiah, you know, and I'm not going to go into deep details because we've made it over the first yarn, praise the Lord. But I had Nehemiah, I, I had Dave Wilkerson on, and he was speaking about Nehemiah, how that Nehemiah, 
He fasted. Daniel fasted and prayed. John, that he may restore order in the faith, to the faith, for the faith. It's all for the faith. If the enemy, Satan, can get us to believe that what I'm doing makes no sense, what you're doing makes no sense, then if you get that no sense feeling, in order that you know that there is a negative draw and a positive draw that's working in our lives today. You know, you have a will to love someone or to love your child, and, and you want to be there and point into your child, your wife, your cause, whatever it is, your car. You're going to wash it. But what's wrong today? That you don't want sound doctrine. You won't come and get the truth of God so that you can help yourself. And somebody else will see the good heart that's in you where you're not belly flopping and fighting back and reviling with words out of order and saying all types of things. You know, you just don't want to hear the rich gospel. I thought that it was something wrong with me the way I preach the gospel and, and how I'm, I'm, I'm on it and I don't need no music. I don't even need a break in this here. We've had enough breaks. You know, everybody want to go for a station identification. My station identification is I'm locked up and stopped and bound up in this word until sin, I don't want it. It don't want me because I don't look right wearing sin. If if I'm sinning a day and you see me, you're going to say, wow, apostle, what's going on? Hey, I'm going to one way. What's up, man? Even the sinner that you're perpetrating before, he even going to know, she's even going to know that you're really out of category. You don't look right here. You don't belong here. I, I, I heard Mr. Shark say he was trying to, He's in a door to some cafe or some slot shop or something. And he turned around and the, the man looked at him and said, man, you don't even bones up in here. You ought to have a seal on you somewhere that have scarred you and sealed you in your conscience. Your conscience got to be sure. You're looking all wild-eyed like you're looking for somebody you know, and you don't know anybody because they don't know you because you quit that long time ago. Holy men of God. From Genesis, from Moses, to John the Revelator, Warn the peoples of God. Deuteronomy 28 chapter is the warning. Said, give us a warning. Can you give us a sign? Matthew 24, the disciples were sitting at the brook, sitting somewhere, and they were asking the Lord, when will be the end of all things, and what will be the signs? I've been preaching the end of all things, the signs of all things. First, uh, Peter said it's, we were short-sighted, which leads to blindness. We need to get the 
short-sightedness out. We need to get the breach out. We need to let this gospel mean more than what you, you take it for. This gospel is your life. It's my lifeline. I'm living because of the holy truth. If it wasn't for no truth, I'd be worse as the whores screaming up and down the street for tricking men selling their body. What's what 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 what's your holes bar? What what we're holding you back? I might well just let it all hang out because it's nothing else for me to do. This is the kind of stuff that comes in my mind. All of these scriptures that I have studied and read, you know, it has become a lifestyle to me. So, you know, every time I open the book up and it's falling on this and the Lord says, this is what you do. That's God. That's the Almighty. It's saying, tell my people. He said, you ain't preaching. All you're doing is comforting and appealing. He said, tell them what I said. I said in Isaiah 13, I'm going to destroy you. I'm going to pursue you, Deuteronomy 28. He said, I'm going to pray you into a nation as swift as an eagle. Then you're going to be bond women and bond servants. And it happened. Then he turned around and he says, out of the book of Isaiah, he said, again, they will bring you into Egypt by ships, and no man will buy you. Do you think he's just talking in the air, uh, these people are dead and gone? He's talking to you. He said, my chosen remnant Israel has backslidden and played the harlot on me. He took Nehemiah. He took, he took, he, 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 he took all these prophets of God. Jeremiah wanted a wife. He said, no. You get to know life out of this one, buddy. Uh, Hosea wanted him a, a high society wife, but he told him, he said, don't you go down and get you no high society. I want you to go down there to the red light district, and I want you to get you a hooker. What kind of God is this? God takes a man. He said, I want to find me a man. Look what he says in Isaiah. 40, uh, what scripture is it in? Uh, Isaiah, Isaiah, Isaiah. Isaiah 13. Isaiah 13, he said, I'm going to find me a man. He said, I'm going to have to make this one because so far I ain't found no one fit this description. This is a proclamation against Babylon, Isaiah 13. The burden against Babylon, which Isaiah the son of Amos saw, Lift up a banner on the high mountain. Raise your voice to them. Wave your hand that they may enter the gates of the noble. I've commanded my sanctified ones. He said, I can find somebody, pour some sanctification down them. And then I'm going to sit them out. Told them to wave your hand that they may enter the gates of the noble. Get your hand in there. Get them in there this morning. If you're going to work for the king, who's following me? You're looking at your friends with your hand half, your elbow up, but you don't have your hand up, man. 
Get your hands up. Wave them so I know you want to enter in the gates of the noble. I commanded my sanctified one. I've also called my mighty one for my anger. God is angry this morning at the backslider. He's angry at sin this morning. He's angry because why? Because we have sinned against the Holy One of Israel. And the same thing that happened to our forefathers, we never had to leave Israel. We had no choice. We rebelled against God. God said, I'm going to stop you rebellious people. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do something to turn your heart back to me. And he's been doing this from centuries to centuries. From A.D. From AD 330, when you were the emperor and uh, 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 Rome, the Byzantine people, because of their rebellion, the king had no control. We're out of control this morning in a place that don't belong to us. He says here, and in and, and, and Isaiah 13, he said, I've commanded my sanctified one. I've also called my mighty one for my anger. Those who rejoice in my exaltation. Are you rejoicing this morning for this word of truth? Are you laying in the trenches saying, man, that dude is, yes, that dude is. You got that right. I don't even care anymore because every time I look around, you know, if you want to do something for God, then come follow me out here on Skid Row out here where they're killing people right in Sunday side and Third Ward in 1960. Come on, let's go stand on the corner and cry out. The people are waiting on us. Time to lift up the banner on a high mountain. Hallelujah. We need to raise our voices this morning so that we can be heard, so that they can wave their hand and say, I'm waiting, I'm ready. Said they who rejoice in my exhortation. The noise of a multitude in the mountains like that of a many people. It's talking about you this morning. A tumultuous noise of the kingdom of nations gathered together. The Lord of hosts mustered the army for battle. They come from a far country, from the ends of heaven. The Lord and his weapon of indignation to destroy the whole land. Wow. For the day of the Lord is at hand. It will come as destruction from the Almighty. It won't come from nuclear weapons, biological weapons. God is sitting and he's waiting to show man that your bombs, your hand grenades, your rocket launchers, your satellite missiles, I'm going to put all of that to an end. I'm going to shut it down. And it's going to be my kind of destruction. So I muster my armies. I've got my men of God standing on their post, crying out and spraying out and telling you, you're going to go to hell. For your sin and your rebellion, and then you want to raise your flags up for mercy when you know that you have offended God when He said it is blasphemy. And we celebrate the 4th of July with all the banging, all the stars, and the rockets, and all the junk that we set up 
as if we were sending God a reflection of it's a bunch of nothing. America is not free. If they were free, they would take the yokes off of men and one another, and we would learn one another and stood as a color, as a people. I love my own. No, I love my own, man. I went to an old man sitting there yesterday. Praise God, hallelujah for his spirit. And I told the other neighbor, I was at his house about three. I said, oh, God, I got some tools out there on the driveway, and he's got a toolbox out there. You never know what he wants. I see him sitting in, 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 in the uh, thing, in the, in the garage. And we went over there. And uh, I slowly approached, slowly approached the old man because you don't never know who people is. So I was trying to size him up. And uh, 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 he was speaking about something, about script or something, you know. And I told him, I said, when we was a little boy, we used to would go to the urinal and stand back. said, now you don't have to stand back. You can't. You just stand right there and just drop over in there. And the old man was just uh, laughing. And then uh, uh, I said something else real comical. And, boy, he was laughing. And the third word come out of his mouth, see, I love you already. And, man, he should have said that. That just brought up a love scene right there. We just had love right there. And in the midst of us sharing love and going back and forward and uh, 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 me telling him that, you know, some folks have it, some folks give it, some some folks have it, some folks don't, some give and some receive and some won't. And by that time, I spoke to another guy that came up in there. And that guy uh, uh, I said, wow, top of, the, top of the morning to you, sir, right to his face. And the guy turned his face from me and and snarked up a little bit. So I looked back at the old man. I said, see, not all have it. And the old man just smiled, and the other people that were around, they just smiled because that's the way to handle it. You know, all I need to do is just keep on loving. I don't need to stop and, 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 and say, hey, man. Occasionally I do, because I am trying to get us to understand that we're not going to enter in no any kind of way. We must become holy and true. Nehemiah repented, and hallelujah, he was sorrowful for the city. He hadn't sinned. He'd been bearing the cup for the king. King would have slit his throat. And then over in Nehemiah, you know, read the book of Daniel 9, read uh, Matthew 24, Find out, amen, hallelujah, in Job, uh, the first chapter, hallelujah, in 42 and all this. You know, you need to find out exactly, is God a God of mercy? Look at David after he had sinned, with, he killed Uriah the Hittite because he wanted his wife. And he had his wife, and she had a son for him. But David began to fast, and when the son died, he got up at eight, but he still killed a man for his wife. And we're still killing one another over nothing. And we're using what the devil has given us to help to usher in these different spirits where we can't, amen, be normal anymore, where we have to go and kill. The woman down in Katy, Texas, for me, about another 25 miles up the road, she killed both of her daughters, told her husband, I want to make you suffer. How that's going to make him suffer? When he, when you kill the poor, 
Our guest is here suffering for sin. Wounded her husband and the police wind up shooting her down. What a sad indictment. What a sorry way it is that us preachers are preaching the gospel to the point that people don't want to come in anymore because it's too high. Oh, it's too expensive. And they don't want to put the bill anymore. Well, come into this one. This one is free. Go call somebody. You people out there on Facebook, hallelujah, let me click the button on it and make sure you get on now. You people out there on Facebook and all over Twitter and all these places, hallelujah, where you can get the truth that, glory to God, you need to be seeking the truth that you won't die in your sin, hallelujah. Talking about when I die, you know, it'll get dealt with. I guess I'm going to hell. No, it's not like that. It's your conversation is too shallow about hell. Let me explain. No, I don't want you to explain to me, but I'm going to explain to you. As long as I'm, I'm, I'm around you and you invite me here, hallelujah, that's my position, amen, to tell you about how, how worse than it is for a person to live because you don't just die and go to hell. The sickness that you had and that that you didn't have is going to come upon you you're going to live enough to lose 75 of them pounds. And it may even kill you. I might as well lay it on the line. He said right here that the Almighty is going to bring swift destruction. See, he don't have to touch us. Hallelujah. His hand was upon us in Psalms 139 and 5. He said, I've laid my hand on you in Genesis 1.26. He said, I've created you to subdue the earth. He didn't have any exception whether you was Greek, whether you were Jew, Greek, or Gentile. You are all the same. He created one people, and from that one people, they became Jews, Greeks, and Gentiles. Don't think that all of you people living in all the foreign lands, wherever you're at, that you are always who you are. You ain't always who you are. You derived from two people, Adam and Eve. You remember Noah, when he started the whole earth? There wasn't but eight people on board. Noah, his wife, and his two sons, their wives, so now, how did you get here when the earth was destroyed? What kind of man was Noah? Noah was an Israelite, remember? David was an Israelite, remember? This is the reason for Isaiah crying out the son of Amos right in the 13th verse. Therefore, all hands will be limp. You don't have no strength if you don't get this word. Every man's heart will melt, and they will be afraid. Why are you going to be afraid? You didn't fear death. You said, I'm dealing with hell. Oh, you know, then you don't have to deal with hell. I'm dealing with hell. You're already in hell if you're not with him. You're walking in the gates of hell, and you don't know it because it just feels good right now, but that thing going to turn upon those that serve uh, uh, Satan and all of his sin. 
Isaiah said that they were going to be afraid. Kings and sorrow will take hold of them. They'll be joined as a woman in childbirth. They will be amazed at one another. Their faces will be like flames. Behold, the day of the Lord come cruel with both wrath, fierce anger, to lay the land desolate. Wipe it out. Generation of peoples, I've had enough. My cup is sealed, and the stench of your sin has become invariable. I cannot stand your sin, so I'm going to lay the land. Oh, that was in the Old Testament. No, I'm not listening to that. If he did it then, he's going to do it again. He's doing it because he wants a holy people. He wants a peculiar people. He wants a righteous people. He wants a people that wants to serve. He said, I love them that love me. And I hate them that hate me. Behold, the day of the Lord comes with cruel wrath and fierce anger to leave the land desolate. And he will destroy sinners. And he will destroy its sinners. And he will destroy its sinners. And he will destroy its sinners from it for the stars of heaven and their consolation will not give their light. The sun will be darkened in its going forth, and the moon will not cause its lights to shine. I will punish the world for its evil, Isaiah 13 and 11, and the wicked for their iniquity. I will halt the ignorance of the proud. I will lay low the hardness of the trouble. I will make a model rather than fine gold. Said I'm going to make a man. He will be invincible. He will be sinless. And that's what he wants this morning. He's making a man. He's made many of them. And he wants to make you this morning, my sister, my brother. He said, God is sorrow, bringing forth repentance. He said, after you've heard the word of God, hallelujah. He says, open your heart and receive the engrafted word of God. Gentlemen, make me a man. He's going to be rare. He's going to be fine. He's going to shine brighter than gold. A man more than the golden wedge of Ephi. Therefore, I will shake the heavens, and the earth will be moved out of this place. All this flood and stuff, these fires in the wrath of the Lord of hosts and in the day of his fierce anger and shall be as the hunted gazel and as a sheep that no man takes up. Every man will turn to his own and everyone will flee to his own land. Everyone who is found will be thrust through and everyone who is captured will fail by the sword. Their children also will be dashed into pieces before their eyes their houses will be plundered and their wives ravished. Behold, I will stir up the medians against them who will not regard silver, and as for gold, they will not delight in it. Also, their bows will dash the young men to pieces, 
and they will have no pity on the fruit of the womb. Their, their eyes will not spare children in Babylon. The glory of kingdoms, the beauty of the satellite pride, will be as when God overthrew Sodom and Gomorrah, and it will never be inhabited. Nor will it be settled from generations to generations. Nor will the Arabics pitch tents there. Nor will the shepherds make their sheepfold there. But wild beasts of the desert will be there, and their houses will be full of owls, ushers will dwell there, and wild goats will camp in there. And this is what he's saying concerning America. Remember when he said flee Babylon in Revelation? He keeps telling us in the word this morning, family and friends, that you're not going to continue on when you know that it's wrong. People driving the wrong way down the street. They may have driven for two miles, but it's going to shortly come to an end. Whether they get off or whether they have a head-on collision, I'm here as a preventer from this head-on collision. And I want to pray for you this morning. You may be asking, what do I do? In your heart, deep down inside this morning, you're feeling that, you know, this is true what he's saying, but I've been to church, and I really don't understand how all this works. I accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, Yahshua as my Lord and Savior. I believe that God sent forth the man and that he died. I, I don't believe, you know, I'm going to let you take that part of it, the Father. But what I want you to believe this morning is the word. If I can believe on his word, then I can ask because his word is true. And if you believe his word, he'll show you what he wants you to know. Because, you know, one time in my life, I didn't believe that he even had a son. God didn't kill me for not believing he didn't have a son. He just kept working with me and working through me. So this is what he told me. He said, whether I had a son, I son him or not, the fact remained the same, you still have sinned against me. So what do you do about sin? And what do you tell the people? What do they do about sin? He spoke to me. He said, if they were, those that won't believe on his son, just at least get them to believe my word. It's very, very simple what he told me. So he told me, he said, if you don't believe in the Son, he said, believe on me, and I'll show you. And then he told me something else. I, I did, I believed in the Son, but I didn't believe on the name Jesus. He said, there's a lot of names that they call me because they don't know me. He said, and there's a lot of impersonators that man has taken into themselves. He said, but you know me. He said, and likewise, the ship that brought you out of the country, out here into this place, was called the Jesus ship. And they baptized you into this pagan name. But my people, they get angry at me for what I say, but I'm so grateful that I don't have to um, worry about what anyone says. Because I'm all about his word. And I want you to know that these names that we use 
will keep us, Allah. They will keep us from a relationship, Buddha. They will keep us from a relationship with God because these things have bobs and twitches like Frankenstein crawling bobs on his neck. They have too many bobs and too many switches and twitches in it. You know, we need to come straight with ourselves this morning. Father, I come before you again this morning. I believe that our hearts this morning has been made sorrow. That we're sorry for our sins. And, Father, I repent after having heard the word of God, after having believed on his name and his word that you've given us. Lord, we repent this morning with godly sorrow. We're so sorry this morning for the sins that we have participated and for not believing the holy truth. Father, I ask you to come into my heart this morning that you may show me the way that, God, you will cause short-sightedness that it will not lead to blindness. You remove the scale from my eyes where I can see and hear and understand that you meant what you said in your word this morning. And I thank you, Father, for hearing my cry as I repent and I come to thee this morning, and I thank you for your word. And I want to hide this word in my heart and help me to get into your study and your word and help me to, Father, get around strong believers that believe in you so I can see their walk and not only their talk, and I can change my ways, my heart, my mind. This is my prayer to you this morning. In the mighty name of Yahshua Hamashiach, as we know it's Jesus the Christ, I thank you and give you the glory for it right now. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. Selah. Well, it is what it is, peoples of God. I think it's time for someone to get angry. I think you need to listen to Dave Wilson, uh, a call to anger. He'll help you get stirred up. He he he, he keeps me stirred up. That's all I basically listen to. I don't find too many other preachers. There's a lot of other preachers that cry out, you know, and scream at you and get you to thinking that maybe what this guy is talking about is reality. I mean... You don't have to be a rocket scientist to see what I'm talking about. All the murder. The Bible says that lawlessness, that it will greatly abide, and that the love of many is going to wax cold. All these things have already happened. So what are we waiting for? What are we waiting for? You know, in America, they got these... uh, um, impersonators, presidential impersonators, neither one of them fit the qualification to be anything. They've all been tried and they've all been denied because they all have lied. You know, what do you do? I'll tell you what you do. Believe on the gospel. Pray for them. Then the Bible said, pray not for this world. So you can pray for an individual that they would come to know him, but sit there and pray for their incurable illness. He don't want you praying for the sinner. Uh, he wants you to pray. See, because 
if the seller is afflicted with anything, he said these things were going to come upon the seller. So now while you're there ministering to the seller, you understand me, uh, perchance if they accept the Lord, you know, can you imagine a person with cancer, how downhearted they are because they don't want to die, and how low in spirit they are, you know, unless love is around them. You know, they have family members showing them much love and stuff. Give them a call if they want to live, but there they are. They're going through a crisis, and they don't know God. But if someone would bring them this word and show them that he put he put no diseases upon anyone, it's his will and his desire to heal us. <clears throat> you just gave them an opportunity to be healed and to be restored. We need that this morning in this land. We need healing. We need restoration. We need physical uh, healing. And, and, and if you can understand what physical, physical healing are not one of the old, as some confess, you know, God's word and say, I'm, I'm the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow is what the, is what the Lord's word says. You know, he says the work that, that he do, that we're going to do greater works than that, according to John 14, 12. But it's going to take some faith. The word says that it's going to take as much faith of a mustard seed. We've got to begin to confess God's word. We've got to have his word with authority. Hallelujah. If you confess his word with authority this morning, amen, over your mind, over sin, over your body, hallelujah, then you'll know what his word said in Isaiah 55 and 11, that it will not return to him forward. Hallelujah. And that's all it takes. The same way you know to put gas, you know to put the key in the car, start the car, put the gas, is the same way for this word. You got to take it by faith and believe this morning. If he said, greater work shall you do, he healed. But if he said you're going to do a greater work, then take it as a whole and not in a partial partiality, but just believe the whole Bible this morning. I want to open the lines this morning. The law, the man of God, if he can, uh, I know a lot of times you be making your transition, transition, getting on the other side. But if you're available, man of God, I don't want to, I don't want you to leave without saying nothing. And, uh, I did call you, but we'll talk about that later. Amen. Are you available, Mr. Amen. Praise God. I'm always available God is very angry. 
very angry about just the way tired of his they can almost speak man to God. They can almost speak to God. Then I won't hear that too much of that noise. They can almost speak and I can get you. Well, I got my Bluetooth on and I got them in my ear. So oh. I got my Bluetooth on mute. I got my Bluetooth in my ear. It's so, much. Stop the speaking to the phone. It's gone. Everything that you're saying? Yep. Yeah, oh, yeah. I got you. Yeah, basically, everything that you were saying is the truth, and uh, it's, it's the same thing that you were preaching on. So God is angry. He's going to come out. He's warning his messages. And it's just getting worse and worse. I was looking at the news yesterday. I see how they bombed the, uh, the main uh, country in Islam. Uh, in Islam, uh, guess what? The, the main prophet uh, admitted that they bombed it up. You know, and all these rumors of wars and all this stuff going on. It's going to come over here eventually. It's going to have to come over here because what's affecting them? It's going to affect us. Everybody sitting around acting like, oh, it's happening over there. No, that's going to affect us too because if it's happening over there, guess what? It's coming over here. So that's just a Emanation of what's about to take place. And people better get ready, get ready, get ready. So you're warning them. I'm warning them. And uh, I was calling you to try to give you my uh, schedule. I'm usually get off at 8 to 5, but it's whenever the trucks finish delivering the delivery. And so far, I've been late a couple of times getting back, but my Saturdays are open. I haven't been working on the Saturdays, so we can get together on the Saturday. But anyway, I just want to reiterate what you were talking about. Shalom. Shalom, shalom. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We, we, we'll get back on that. Yeah. You know, that's what time it is uh, a minute ago with all the bombings and stuff. I mean, you know, come on, you know, they, 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 they can't do that. You know, uh, they can't go over there and do all this stuff and kill the prophets and stuff. You know, they, 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 they can't do that. But when the word God tells us, that lawlessness, you know, the law has no control over this. They show them how easy it is for them to do, for for sinners to do whatever they want to, whatever they want to do in whatever country. Because when when a man sacrifices his own life to take people's out, how do you, you know, all this, you know, before he can, you know, if they want to, they're going to have to start checking them outside the airport. Because once he's in the airport, you understand me, and then they were so cruel, gosh, they were so cruel, you understand me, because in the midst of their cruelness, they, you understand, they sacrificed their own body, then they turned right back around, you understand me, and while that was going on, you understand, while he got the attention, two other guys going the inside of the airport, and, uh, you know, it's just... Uh, it's a wake-up call, and, and, and the people are not being woke. You know, they are yet sleep, as I stated in the book of Peter. Peter said that they were short-sighted, which led to blindness. You know, and day in and day out, you know, I'm preaching this message. You know, and I, and I, you know, I took off a few days because, you know, I just couldn't, you know, I was dealing with my own self, you know, like, what's the sense? You know, that I cry loud, and the people don't want to hear it. I'm just... Crying out and I'm crying out. They don't want to hear it, man. 
this too much. Give me something smooth. If you're not Joel Osteen, a club of dollar, one of these guys, we're not going to listen to you. But they would rather send their monies and send their eels, you understand me, to someone to tickle it. Every one of them get up and get ready to preach. They got some joke. This is no joke. That's why I just cut the music out. When the music stops, you ought to stop with the music. That's where you act in church. Yes, yes, and yes, I'm angry. I'm angry because why? My poor little 13 year old, finna be 14 year old, you know, it makes me have to put a tighter hold on her with this computer and all this stuff because I'm seeing that people, you understand, is gravitating to her. So many people is 20, 30, 40 years old and they want to join her. So what I do is I allow this stuff, you understand me, so that I can grab this child and grab the other children and show them that it's not working for you because how can you befriend someone that you never knew and the other person behind them, it's like, you know, an invitation for my child to come to someone else's house. Okay, your child I know, but the other kids that's over there, I don't know. So therefore, I did not let her go. I didn't let my child go. It's no.
if mom's if mom Maven and Mother Ballastine is here, the ratings go up. Because the people just want something spiritual to make them laugh. Right, right, right. But even Mother Maven, she tired of dealing with them. And I've been tired of dealing with them. I just ain't said nothing because I need the word so I can stay safe. Y'all don't know what the word can do. I'm 97. I'm still holding on, even though I don't want to hold on, but he's holding on to me. So ain't nothing I can do about it. Yes, ma'am. That's right. Ain't nothing you can do about it. See, I don't even have to hold on no more because every time I was holding on, I don't even know how to hold on. I don't know what to hold on to. My mind becomes complacent. You know, my attitude get all thrown off because, you know, the flesh don't want to preach this word. Yes, sir. You know, I get no pleasure. You know, I get no pleasure out of doing this, but I get much pleasure out of it. You know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. I don't get no pleasure out here in the morning screaming like I'm crazy. I just feel being in my bed in there, you understand me, rolling over, you understand me. I'm listening to the news my wife is slapped on the TV at 4.30 in the morning. You know, but I need to steal away from all that so I can come back to the word. I mean, if it's dirty, a dirty conversation, easy to find, easy to participate Anybody can participate in all of the filth or smut that you you know you don't even have to fit in. You can be outside of the box and, and you can find a filthy conversation and and they'll enjoy you. Yes, sir. They're yes, not going to enjoy this. They're not going to enjoy you when you're standing there in righteousness and they know that you ain't speaking over until they perverted truck driving about. Man, she sure had. We just turn our heads. Yes, sir. We turn our heads, and when we turn our heads, it doesn't matter. You know, it's like, oh, he don't want to participate. No, we don't want to participate. It's like being, no, in, being in prison. My daddy used to tell me them jokes like forty-two. You ever heard them jokes? Forty-two. Thirty-six. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> And then all yes, of a sudden, sir. somebody get up and say, Fit in! And nobody laughs. Yeah, yep, that's right. He that's was right. Out of a joke. Yeah. Right. People's name they said this morning, glory to God, hallelujah. And when they don't have a name for their sin, they just cry, Fit in! And it ain't funny no more. Yes, sir. And it's not funny this morning, man of God. I mean, no, this thing is right. It's right, rightly wrong. It's yes, righteousness. You know, and then the love that I be showing everywhere. I have to go in here and I have to rethink this love that I'm giving away because, you know, I'm watching the people get still, you know, the, and I tell them that what I'm doing is not equal to what you can do for me. And you know right. the type of person I am, so I can tell them that. But then they turn back around, you understand me, and when I ask them of a favor, they be like, you know, or say, man, you know, you need to. So I was praying about that, how to handle that, you know. And the Holy Spirit, leave them alone. You leave them alone and let them continue on the way they're going. And you keep on doing what I sent you to do in their life. 
And then one day while you're doing what they're doing, you ask them, wonder how much I can get out of this. Right. You know, I'm always thinking about something else, man, to try and um, do. I'm thinking about uh, a guy living in a trailer, and the tree, the, the weeds is up six. That's why I'm going to get off the phone, and I'm going to go around there with my weed eater, and I'm going to go, and I'm going to cut all them weeds out from around his, his trailer. Okay. So he can get in and out. Right. You see, I mean, we see what needs to be done, but we turn our face as if we didn't see it. Now, uh, if you yes, want to get, you know, you want this righteous reward, how, how are you going to get it? Uh, you know, living faithful, that's a good thing. That's a good thing. Not seeing that's that's an even greater thing. Paying my tithes and offering, oh, you're really living now. But where? Where are your charity at? Where are you? Where are your charity? Where are your humanity deeds at? What you? This is what I'm talking about. We serve. I'm speaking a servant to a servant. I've seen your grind as a servant, and you've told me, and now you know it's coming back to me. I could have had done. I could have had done help you do what you need to do, and have what you need to have. In more ways than one. Yes, sir. Couldn't have been done that. So we gonna have to work on that and get Amen. it done. And get Amen. it done. The problem is, it's the same way everybody split the scene. The enemy has been trying to keep us. He can't split us up. So he just keep you doing one thing and me doing one thing. And then my mind is blank of understanding that I need to call you. So I just call you, sir, to Sunday. Man, what you doing? I'm going to come and get you. Right. You know? I sure and, wish I had picked up that phone because I was ready. Yeah, because I got confirmation by the Lord that it's time now to go out there and preach the word. Confirmation came. Yeah, but I'm talking about some, some other things, too. I'm talking oh, about okay. other things, too, that, that need some, some things for the natural, for the natural okay. man to get up, you know? The things need to be done, you know, so that it can get you all, you know, to doing, you know, some more things that need to be done for you personally as, you know, for your home and stuff like that. Yes, sir. Yeah, I've been ready. I I put my PA system in the back seat. My PA system in the back seat, my bullhorn in the back seat, my electricity is in the trunk. We stand right there, brother, and we can just let the people know why we kill each other? Well, we need to kill the root of the problem. You know, we kill our brothers and sisters, you understand me? You know, some of them are walking dead. You know, we allow uh, the Arabics to bring synthetic drugs into the neighborhood and feed it. How, many, how much more long are we going to be guinea pigs? You know, look, hmm. at look at China. China has got triple royalty for the 4th of July. They don't celebrate now. Now you just think about it now. What is hmm. the celebration? about what do we sell what do we get our freedom from what do we what, 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 what was the fight all about that we got these stars and all this stuff flying off and where are we getting our stars from even our flag that's made in China you think they're celebrating us Holy Spirit spoke to me he said the reason you hear those the, see firecracker fireworks didn't sound like boom they didn't sound like that they didn't echo off but now they put more power in the punch of these things that they're shooting up. 
in order for you to get used to all of that rumble and thundering, because that's what's soon going to be a part of America, Babylon, and that's when the Lord is going to step in. He's going to calm the storm of all these nuclear weapons. He's going to shut the mouth of the lion, and he's going to stand up and do this thing. And I'm grateful that I know that I'm holding on to the faith of God, the love of God. I know that this is from God, and God is in control. Hallelujah. So I am settled with this thing, man, about uh, why why preach the gospel. Uh, You're not going to have to just go ahead and get together. Uh, You know, it don't take a crowd of people. You know, I'm used to going out on a one-on-one and standing there, you know, and the truth, and they love the truth. The people in the streets, they love the truth, regardless of what color, creed, whatever they are. They love the truth, and they when they see the truth, they can identify with the truth. When they hear the truth, you understand me, then it activates their heart. And that's all we need to do today is to give to them what the Lord gave us. We got testimonies of how we overcame and, you know, this, you know, you could really, really get them. You know, we 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 have the drawing card, but will we draw men to us, or will we draw men to him? You know, he he wants he wants to draw us with his perfect love, and the only way that we're gonna know this love is that we give it away, receive it from him. And that's why I say I have to get up out of here. And, you know, it's 100 degrees out there, probably already at least 60. But I don't care. Yeah, I, I don't care. I mean, at least 80. It ain't no 60. It's at least 80. You know, but I, but I have to come here every morning so that I can uh, uh, get my direction. You know, my direction is wrapped up in the coming uh, to the program. You know, uh, my... Uh, my confidence is in here, you know. Uh, you know, it keeps me from being weary and well doing. If you don't uh, uh, read the word, study the word, have the word, get the word, replenish your word, you know, after a while, you know, you're gonna find yourself being burned out. You know, I have a nursing home that I go to and preach on Sundays, and I haven't been there. I haven't been there since January. It's because it's too much for me to do. I mean, I, 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 I'm like, Lord, what do I do? And so, you know, it went away from me as if, you know, don't worry, you know, I'm going to, you know, because if you go into the convalescent home and you preach to those people and, and they angry, they, they're angry because their loved ones have left them. I have to preach to them. Some of them spit at me. Some of them curse at me. The old man that's blind, you know, you, you, you'll get a chance to meet him. Uh, uh, I, I get him and I roll him in there in the auditorium and uh, uh, roll him into the cafeteria the break room. And he, uh, uh, and then I, uh, I put my hand on him. He said, you touch me again. He grabbed my hand with the old, with the old heart. He got a grip too. He grabbed my hand. He said, get your hands off me. If you touch me again, I'll cut your freaking throat. <laughs> oh, wow. 
<laughs> yes, and he does it more than once. And then the, the, another little old lady, she's there, and, and, and her people brought her there, and they were so mean to me. So, you know, the old lady was very, very mean, too. But uh, uh, the little old lady, she, uh, no, I got him confused. That's another little old lady that was mean. But this little old lady right here, she uh, she rolled up to the blind man one day, and she put her hand on his hand, and she loved on him. And uh, she said uh, some words like, I love you. And the little old, and the and, and the guy that's blind, you know, he was just smiling, you know, and he was rubbing on my hand. Because, you know, I teach the people to touch one another, you know. He was just rubbing on my hand. So about a month later, I went and got her, and I bought her that, and she touched him, and he just scratched her on her hand, you know. And she said, oh, that was so mean. And I tried to talk to her, but that day he just was just out of the box. He was just He just went off, you know. But they need someone come there and to talk to them. They love it, you know. And after a while, you know, they get healed. They get used to me. You know, I've been doing it for about four years now. They get used to me in Shama, you know, and uh, um, and they stop all that fighting and running wheelchairs into each other. And, uh, 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 you know, they, they just do so many different things, you know. But now, you know, God and his spirit is coming. Even the nurses and stuff, they you know, more kind of because when I'm preaching, I preach to the people. One lady was a Muslim, and she said, they gave me pork to eat. And I went and I told them. I said, now, you know that Mother uh, so-and-so, Mother Sarah, is a Muslim. Why y'all don't tell her that's pork? She's supposed to know. I said, no, she's not supposed to know nothing. You all let her know. And I told her and I showed her the difference between pork, how to tell the difference between pork and beef. You know, you're old, you know, you forget, you know. But she did not like that. Ooh, she she didn't like that. She even told the supervisor, and I don't blame her. I don't blame her, you know. So it's different different things that uh, uh, that uh, 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 happen, you know, in the place, you know. And then some of the nurses don't like me. Because I stand a special supervisor, but she she liked me now because she got told to her face. I told her to her face, you didn't you didn't bring me here, you didn't ask me to come here, you didn't bring me here, you didn't welcome me here, you didn't invite me here. So you're not invited to you know what you need to do is you need to go ahead on and then I'm gonna pray and then you go pray and then I'm sure God will answer us both. And I walked away. You know I walked away. You know she was trying to control me. You know she was trying to. Or put this gospel in a box, you know, where you can tell me, you know, then you'll come in there and tell me I'm too loud. I try to scream loud as I could, but they're not really, you know, in my regular voices every anyhow, you know. But uh, they come and they shut the doors and everything, you know, and then it makes it hard for some of the people in wheelchairs to get in, so I just open the door back up, you know. It's just that word be convicting them of their unrighteousness, you see. Yes, sir. That's what we need. That's what I need. I need to be convicted of my unrighteousness, you know, and that's what we need this morning. I was trying to wait on Sister Freddie, but Sister Freddie, she usually come in and she'll be texting me, we going to pray? But I'll be trying, mm-hmm. be trying to get in here and get out of here, brother, because, you know, my day, man, is just getting, just, just, just getting out there, you know. I mean, it's hot, and I'm trying to learn how to get these little chores done, 
you know, so that I can uh, uh, get back out of this heat, man. You know, and and, right. and and that's that's my prayer is Lord help me to uh, to stay out of this heat. This heat is uh, dramatizing. It's it's too much, man. It is too much, you know, for us to have to deal with. But anyhow, uh, the Lord is making ways, you know, for His people. But he's looking, he's looking, I'm trying to get the internet to come back on so I can uh, uh, cancel out the recording. He's looking for someone that will go to work for him and not be so easy to revile when they shoot you down and say, what? Don't wrong with that religious junk. I get enough of that from Benny Head. If I wanted to hear a preacher, I'd call Joel Osteen. You know, I don't care what they say to me. I mean, it don't matter anymore, man. I mean, I'm I'm norm. I've got norm. I don't want to ask God no more why I'm doing this here. I'm not going to ask him nothing. I'm just going to keep on doing what I'm doing. And I believe like this. If people don't like what's being said, and I'm bringing it to them straight out of the book and not out of my head, then it's all because they're dead and they're sin. Their, their, their short-sightedness has led them to blindness. And I'm sorry. Yes, it is what it is. And uh, I'm not taking nothing back. Yeah, I have an attitude. I have an attitude about sin. When I look around and see sin dripping down, I see our young daughters down on the streets prostituting, all because in some instances the church is not strong enough, amen, to give her what she needs. She's looking for love. She ain't so much concerned about the money. The money is good, but they just want to be held. You know, my daughter inches up under me to the point that it's like, yeah, get over me. But I don't tell her. You know, I just shrug my shoulder tell her, man, she's almost becoming my ribs. Right. Give the ribs some room. I tell her, girl, you got my hip bone hurting. She just all under me, you know, but I have to let her have her way. You know, I can't always reject her and tell her, get up, get up, get up, get up. Let me get in this retirement by myself today. Get over there beside right. me. You know, you can't do that all the time. You know, you, you run your child away. You don't have time for them. I'm taking care of you. Yeah, you're taking care of You work, mama work, all y'all working. Who who who's who going to be here with me? Right. We got to work, child. Yeah, I understand that, mama. But you leave me by myself. Back in the old days, you know, that's why I say time is changing on us real fast. Mama was at home. Mama didn't go to work. Daddy took care. And I raised all of my kids with their mama at home. Everyone of them come in. But anyhow, man of God, what we're going to do this morning, I want you to pray us out, and I'm going to cut this segment out, and I'll be back again tomorrow. The Lord said the same. We're supposed to be in 1 John, and we'll get there one day. We'll get that so that we can go ahead on. And then you and I talk. When you get time, text me and let me know that you got time. Okay. Mighty fine. See All right. Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you for today. We thank you for the breath of life. We thank you that you have given us another chance to get this thing right. Um, as we come to the throne room of grace and mercy, Father God, we ask for forgiveness of sin. The devil is a liar. Satan, I rebuke you. I bind you. I reject your son. I cancel it. We send it back to the abyss. We send it back to sender in the name of Jesus, sevenfold. In the name of Jesus, I cover this with the blood of Jesus, and we loose uh, the fruit of the 
ask you to invoke the Holy Ghost upon us, to arrest our spirit right now in the name of Jesus, to do what you have called us to do, to to guard us up, to put on our, our weapons of warfare. And we ask, Father God, that you will uh, keep us, Father God, from the enemy, keep us from sin, keep us from the things that will uh, cause yeah. us to fall, cause us to perish in our in our sin and in our ways, Father God, today, yeah. because we know that the devil is weak and had it, but we're not going to give him any, we're not going to give him any unction whatsoever. So, Father God, we just, we just call upon your name this morning that you will just strengthen us and encourage us, give us more love in our hearts to go out and love somebody. Let us not uh, leave here without pricking something on our heart to go and tell somebody else about your goodness, about your grace, about your mercy, Father God. And we say all these things in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. All right, amen. my brother, man, peace and blessings. Amen. When you get your day going, amen, give me a shout, a text or something. Amen. I'm going to go and do that deal, and then uh, uh, we'll talk. So we pray yes, about this line, all the blessings and the, and the peace of God. Hallelujah. Let it uh, rest rule and abide with us all henceforth and forevermore. And may we all say amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Say lot.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> 